But yeah, I wanted to bring you on, Jackie, for a couple of reasons. The first is it's been two years since the Black Lives Matter uprising. I mean, since the beginning of the Black Lives Matter uprisings of 2020. <laughs> and not many people are talking about this right now. I, I think part of that is there's a real crisis going on economically, politically in the United States. There's a catastrophic war happening that the U.S. is instigating in Ukraine. And also, these issues tend not to get talked about as much, especially when it relates to racism and the, uh, especially the Black struggle for self-determination and uh, the uprisings of 2020, I mean, where it was a really high point. And so I wanted to get your reactions two years onward now in terms of the Black condition in America since then your reactions to how they, you know, your observations about where the movement has gone against police brutality, against racism. But I also want to pull up something really fast because I think what the Black Lives Matter uprisings, what they really generated was such a, I mean, such a malicious response from the state. And this came in many forms. This came in the militarized police, literally mowing down protesters, this came in the form of just incessant propaganda against these protests being portrayed as uh, nearly 100% riots. Uh, there was no support. There was no, there was bipartisan opposition. And then there was a lot of attempts to co-opt it. But I think this instance, uh, the Louisiana Congressman Clay Higgins, he was, he was a cop. He considers himself a reserve cop at this time. But he... In 2020, in that summer of 2020, and so this is from Essence Magazine, and for some reason I can't scroll right now. Okay, there you go. This was written December 6th, but he published this on his Twitter uh, during the protests where, uh, where he said, or was it his Facebook, I think it was his Facebook, where he said that should protesters come looking like this, that he would shoot them down, essentially. So he said, nothing personal, we just eliminate the threat. We don't care what color you are. We don't care if you, sh but if you show up like this, if we recognize the threat, you won't walk away. So essentially saying that he would shoot down protesters. And uh, this was kind of the atmosphere. This was kind of the attitude. So I wonder what your reactions are to that and to generally this uh, two year anniversary of, uh, you know, the protests that started with the murder of George Floyd and also remembering what happened to Breonna T Taylor a couple of months before that. Yeah, I mean, it's. I think it's interesting that the fact that people are not talking about uh, this um, milestone really uh, reflects where we are, where our, if we have a national psyche, I'm not sure that we do, but but I think it, it, it reflects the realities of the damage that um, the, the white supremacist settler colonial project has done on the, uh, the, the, the thinking of people in this country because, you know, people aren't focused on the fact that um, there has been no substantive, concrete material, uh, tangible, measurable change in policing 
in this country in two years in any way whatsoever. There, there has not been, no matter how much people claim that all oh, the, the left, the radical left wants to defund the police, that did not actually happen. Uh, some police departments reduced their budgets by uh, almost negligible percentages. And, and a lot of those reductions, the ones that did occur, it didn't happen across the country in every police uh, or law enforcement agency. And uh, where it did, ha did happen, a lot of those reductions actually turned out to be due to COVID regulations, COVID reductions. Uh, so any, any reduction in police budgets uh, were very small. Um, it didn't happen across the board. Most of them that happened were due to uh, COVID uh, budget austerity measures. Um, and where there was a reallocation of funds, the people in the communities who were most impacted by racialized police terrorism did not get to decide where those funds were reallocated in most of those instances. So. This idea that the radical left wants to defund the police and they've defunded the police didn't happen. Um, there has been no uh, legislative change in how policing and uh, the institution of policing is conducted. There are no more measures for accountability for killer cops. Um, this idea that you know there has been uh, Biden has signed an executive order uh, on policing that was supposed to be sweeping and historic and oh it bans chokeholds and chokeholds are already banned in most local and uh, state police departments and federal police departments don't even that's not that's not even a thing in in, in a lot of federal uh, uh, agencies so Biden's executive order focused only on federal law enforcement agency. So it does nothing. It did absolutely nothing to address the problem of the kinds of cops who killed uh, uh, Eric Garner, the kinds of cops who killed uh, Tamir Rice, the kinds of cops who killed George Floyd, the kinds of cops who killed Breonna Taylor. So two years on after this massive worldwide uprising against police uh, racialized police terrorism. Um, we have seen, I think, in this country, this government, led by a Democrat this time, definitively say that, no, y'all, Black lives don't matter. They really don't. I don't care how much you say it, they don't, because we're not going to do anything to change this institution of policing to reflect that anybody's life matters more than upholding unjust laws and defending property rights that police actually exist to do.